Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. TGIF, my friends, this week is absolutely flowing by, my God, as we already are nearing Wisconsin, heading to West Lafayette to take on the Purdue Boilermakers. Wisconsin, believe it or not, favored in this game on the road against a ranked team. Wow. And then Sunday, we got ourselves a little doozy at Lambeau Field. The Green Bay Packers welcoming in the Washington football team. To get going, and the Packers rowdy opened up at what ten? Now down to seven and a half favorites. I saw for the green and gold. We also have ourselves a little NBA flavor over the weekend. The Bucks at San Antonio after getting absolutely spanked last night down in Miami. Very shorthanded for the deer. And uh, if anything, we could be seeing what uh, the Astros punching their ticket to the World Series tonight. And then I think we get the Braves who lost last night. Braves and Dodgers. Braves, Braves still lead three two. Right where I was getting at, Braves lost last night 11-2. We'll get them tomorrow for a 408. So we got a packed weekend of sport, dude. Uh, what are you most excited for as we near the – well, the weekend is here, I guess. But what are you most excited for, Rowdy, entering into the weekend here? Uh, going into the weekend, it's got to be just basic answer, football in general. Yeah, for me, Packers. Green Bay Packers over the Washington football team. That's what I am most excited for. Uh, Badgers, I don't know. We've uh, been talking all week about controlling own destiny and whatnot and how long we'll be talking about that. Uh, hopefully on Monday we're still talking about the Badgers controlling their own destiny. Uh, we'll get to some uh, some Bucky chatter a little later on in the show, but opening up with Whitney Merciless. He practiced with the Green Bay Packers yesterday, and he said that the team – has breathed, quote, new life into him. As Randall Cobb coming from the Houston Texans, if you remember when Cobb came from the Texans, Rowdy, uh, Cobb said, uh, what was it? It was like you just got out of prison, and Randall Cobb was excited to be back with the Green Bay Packers. Whitney Merciless said, um, well, he's asked the question essentially if he heard what Randall Cobb had to say. He had to stop everyone right away to say, you know what, everyone's got their own you know, their own qualms about stuff, their own you know, statements. He just said that the Packers – have brought new life into him. I don't know if he's going to be playing on Sunday, just getting accoladed and whatnot. Uh, Packers dealing with a lot of injury there uh, on the I defense. I thought I saw one of the beat writers say that they wouldn't be surprised if Merciless had a few snaps here and there. Uh, yeah, I was reading Rob Domofsky. Domofsky is saying that they are not weren't sure if they were going to be playing uh, on Sunday, but with a guy his caliber who is um, you know really good at what he does, 10-year veteran, uh, second in sacks franchise for the Houston Texans. You know he's no schlep. That to your point, yes, that he might be getting some snaps. But even if he doesn't play, going to get a big, significant role coming soon to the Green Bay Packers. Because God, look at the injuries. Zadarius Smith is on injured reserve, back surgery. Preston Smith has not practiced all week after sustaining an oblique injury. Uh, already lost what Randy Ramsey with an ankle injury. Chauncey Rivers out with a knee injury, then, I mean, not even talking about the secondary, but it's not like Merciless is going to be in the secondary. But awesome to see, man, uh, Merciless just already in and being this kind of this all-team guy. Uh, I wanted to play right away the clip of him, you know, breathing new life for the Green Bay Packers. So let's just let's just hear from the guy himself. Yeah, I heard. I heard because, I mean, it was, 
at the Texans and whatnot. But, uh, um, man, I enjoyed my time there. The fans, uh, they embraced me ever since I got in there, and uh, it was great, man. Um, a lot of great players that I've gotten to play with uh, during my time, and um, and I've seen a lot of changes uh, from Kubiak to O'Brien to now uh, Cully. Um, so one thing about me, I, I know how to adapt uh, really easy, uh, do what's expected, and uh, understand the culture and all that. And um, Maybe that's why we might see him rowdy on Sunday. Knows how to adapt really easy to the culture and changes and whatnot. Dude, dude's a veteran, 10 seasons, no schlep. You know, uh, not everybody's the same. Uh, everybody has their different philosophies and all that. So, um, and all you have to do is just be able to respect it. Um, you know, not, not each franchise is equal. Um, in regards, everybody loves to do their, their different thing and whatnot. So, uh, with that being said, I'm just grateful to be here. Uh, been accepted with open arms. Love it. Um, the energy is uh, it's amazing, honestly. It's like a... I don't know. It's like, you know, it just pumps uh, new life because I've only seen the same four walls for years, and to see something different is pretty cool. So I was reading a story yesterday about J.J. Watt, um, about the Houston Texans, that Watt wanted out so bad because he knew how terrible the Houston Texans were going to be. How excited do you think Merciless is to get the hell out of Houston, Rowdy? I mean, <laughs> they were they had the odds to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year, and you had an older head coach who was his first year ever coaching as a head coach in the NFL. The oldest first-year head coach ever. You had Deshaun Watson, who was a top-five quarterback, not going to be playing for you this year. No. Then your backup Tyrod Taylor gets hurt, and now you're down to a rookie fourth-round pick. That yeah, doesn't, that's tough. That doesn't sound like a lot of success. And on top of that, we've heard a lot, not just Randall Cobb or... Um, how about Amon Green talk about how crappy yeah. of an organization it was from the top down? Yeah, from from ownership <laughs> to the doctors, the, the medical, yeah, the, the medicals to, to the training equipment. staff to just equipment. And that was you think about it. That was only a decade ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. And now you're hearing that same type of stuff echoed by players that have just moved in the past year or two. Uh, let's see here. J.J. Watt. So, you know, like a decade ago, J.J. Watt played 10 seasons with the Houston Texans, right? That's a decade. J.J. Watt uh, downplayed kind of the significance of facing his former team because, you know, the uh, the Cardinals are taking on uh, the Houston Texans. So, J.J. Uh, Watt had this to say, Rowdy. J.J. <laughs> Watt said, and I quote, it's not the same organization that I remember and that I was a part of. J.J. Uh, Watt basically saying, like I just told you a little bit ago, he wanted to get out because he knew just how bad they were going to be. So Whitney Merciless coming over, some guys just need a you know a fresh scene, you know, change of scenery. He gets it, and he's already turning heads. And like you said, I hope he gets to play on Sunday. That'd be a great turnaround. Um, new guy also, Jalen Smith. He played against the Bears a little bit. Not, I don't know. Did you see much from Jalen Smith? Not he really. He wasn't good. He wasn't bad. He was just, you know. I guess they need bodies out there. And then, you know, you got other guys coming in. I know we talked and brushed on this a little bit yesterday with Brian Gutekunst, but there's been this philosophy change, and Rodgers said he gets the vibe of the 2010 season when they went out to win the Super Bowl, just about how when you get dealt injuries, which every team does, the Packers seem to be getting a lot piling up right now, that how do you, you know, come back and – adjust your team and right now Packers haven't done this much before now Rowdy and I talked about it yesterday with you know under the 
the you know the site of Ted Thompson, RIP. Ted Thompson did it in 2010. Packers wanted to go into the Super Bowl and then kind of fell off from there. Right now, Brian Gutekunst has been out there addressing issues, and it's been really awesome because the Packers are five and one. They're one of the best teams in the NFL, and it's been this fresh breath, this breath of fresh air. Our guy Packers JT on Twitch, he says, "When did the Packers turn into a fantasy football squad?" Oh, he's available. Go get him. Oh, he's available. Get him. What's happening? I think what's happening, Rowdy, is we're seeing, um, I think, a front office saying, like, hey, we don't have too much time with Aaron Rodgers anymore. Let's go out and throw everything we can and try and do this thing. But, I mean, we'd have to go back and look at all the people that were available when injury happened for the Packers, which would be too much of a Herculean task to even tackle. But is it is it is it just luck and chance that these guys are available, or is it the Packers actually like doing their due diligence and saying, let's change philosophy and bring guys in because this is different than easy answer. Many both. years, many years previous. Yeah, definitely both. But uh, you said how well we know we don't have very much time left with Aaron Rodgers. We got to go all in now. How about trying to please Aaron Rodgers to come back? Because yeah. now you've seen a lot of articles being written or little whispers here and there. Maybe they'll tra- uh, trade Jordan Love. Yeah, I want to get into that today. We did not get into that yesterday, but maybe they do trade Jordan Love. I. Uh, I want to talk about that coming up. Uh, head coach Matt LaFleur, he talks about adding Whitney Merciless and getting this, uh, you know, hopefully a game changer for him. You know, everything I've heard about him as a man is is A+. Plus. And then, you know, I've been on teams that have gone against him, and he's always been a problem to play against. So I think we're pretty fortunate to get the guy of his caliber in at this time of the season. And one more from LaFleur. He, he just is a guy that you got to count for, and he's been doing it for a long time at a high level, and usually don't find those types of players at this juncture of the season. So that's that's the one I wanted to hear. Usually don't find these type of players at this juncture of the season. Well, Rowdy, they were able to find, what, uh, Devondre Campbell, who is out there as a street-free agent. He's been a monster, graded out as the highest inside linebacker, according to Pro Football Focus, who abide by that. So he was out there. They got him. Uh, Jalen Smith was just, you know, released. Jury's out on him right now. It's only been one game, but, I mean, that's a lot of upside. And then you got Whitney Merciless. The Packers, man, I guess it's better to be lucky than unlucky, eh, Rowdy? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, 608-321-1670. Twitter is at Zone Madison. All right, so the Packers then uh, taking on the Washington football team on Sunday. We'll have to dive into this as uh, the Packers have won five straight games at Lambeau Field against the Washington football team. And looking at the Packers' schedule coming up here, uh, they have the football team, obviously, Sunday. And then it's, uh, let's see, Rowdy. They got the Cardinals on the road, the Chiefs on the road, and Cardinals are right away because that's Thursday Night Football. Then the Chiefs on the road. Uh, then they come home for the Seahawks, and then you get the Vikings. So we got a lot of road games stacking up here before a little another home jaunt with the Rams and the Bears. This game against the football team worry you at all? Is this does this have trap game over it? Uh, not really. Washington just really hasn't played very well at all this year. The defense hasn't been the defense of last year, and the offense is missing some players, especially quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. But uh, Bill and Madison, the sippy. Oh, says, sippy's been a while. How excited is? Well, he's happy to spend his winter in Green Bay rather than Texas. Yeah, I know. Uh, Merciless trading in his uh, shorts. Hilarious. Yeah, trading in his shorts and sandals for how, some snow boots. How many times do we hear veterans that are talking about? Well, you know, I want to go be somewhere where I can win a Super Bowl, but I don't want to be in the cold. 
I think you could sell it, right, Rowdy, if you'd say, hey, do you want to be in a team that's 1-5 and five and rebuilding is no shot to do anything, or do you want to come to a 5-1 and one team who's a Super Bowl well, contender? Well, remember Snacks Harrison last year? Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, I want to go to a contender, and he was looking at different places, and it was only, uh, was it the Seahawks that released him? Yeah, it was Seahawks, yeah. And he's kind of looking around, and the Packers were kind of one of the only teams interested in having him <laughs> that were real contenders, and it it felt like he's like, crap, I don't want to go to Green Bay in the cold. It's cold, it's cold. But they're the only team. All right, after some prying. Yep, and then he comes and sadly, the Packers run into at Lambeau Field where it's cold. Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, unbelievable. But yeah, you, know, you could sell that like, yo, dude, do you want to stay at some defunct, bad, awful organization that's got no future sitting at one and five? Or do you want to come... And, yeah, be a little cold, but maybe get and hoist Vince Lombardi's trophy, play with Aaron Rodgers, and be in a team that definitely has uh, a future about them and some health. So, yeah, uh, you talked about that, saying it that contributes to it, Rowdy, that, you know, being a, a Super Bowl contender, but he said also mentally as far as from the top to down, because I'm talking about tippy-top to all the way down, everybody's on the same page, he said, and we've got the mentality like that, and it's appre- he appreciates knowing that uh, they're investing in you and they want to uh, see you succeed. He said to experience something like that is awesome. And that goes back to what you're saying about Amon Green. When we had Amon Green on the show, I mean, there was a lot of unsavory things about the Houston Texans and that organization. Hell, that first clip I played from Merciless, he was talking about how no, um, there's definitely uh, no franchise is the same, right? There's, there's a lot of different organizations out there. And the Texans, my God, are one of the bottom of the barrel. When's the last time the Texans were like, I know they're in the playoffs. What was that? Two years ago, when we were at when were we at um, tailgaters and stuff. Two thousand nineteen, going into twenty. Is that when? Is that when the Texans were playing the Chiefs and the Texans? That was when they had a lead. It was and like twenty-one then to nothing. All of a sudden, the Chiefs had that blitz of just scoring. Yeah, uh, was that the? That was when I left a later delayed family Christmas. That was yeah. That was like three weeks after Christmas, and then. The Texans were up by 14, I think, when I left, and I had to stop at home and then go to tailgaters, <laughs> and I got back, and Kansas City was winning. Yeah, I remember, I'm like, oh my God, the Chiefs are going to get absolutely embarrassed, and then what happened? The Texans I mean, the Texans have had some decent teams, especially with uh, Deshaun Watson. I mean, they've made the playoffs oh, like six pretty, ta- six pretty consistently, times, not recently, but... No. A couple of years ago, and and before that, One, they two, were three, four, five, they yeah, were six always times. in it. Yeah, they're always in it in the South. 2011, 2012, 2015, 2016, 18, and 19. That's your uh, six playoff appearances. Pretty much when JJ Watt was being JJ <laughs> Watt. Yeah, and then uh, now they're just in disarray. So we'll name a good player on that team. You can't name Deshaun Watson because he hasn't played for him. He doesn't play. I I don't think you can name a good player on that team. Who is one? They're all leaving. I have to look up the roster. <laughs> Houston Texans roster. Uh, I have no idea. David Johnson isn't good. We're not. This is in no. 2015. If, Mark uh, Ingram's like Mark 80 Ingram, years old. He's old. Uh, Rex Burkhead is he still on there? He's he stinks. He's 31. Uh, yeah, he's on there. I don't think you can name a single person. I mean, if, DeAndre uh, Hopkins left. Yep, he's gone. J.J. Watt left. Gone. Merciless left. Gone. Deshaun Watson, not allowed to play. Uh, Brandon Cooks, maybe? <laughs> Again. <laughs> he's 30, this, he's is, 28. this is in 2015. No, um, I'm, 
<laughs> Danny Amendola, is he still on there? Is he on there? He's you know, uh, they're collecting he's a lot 35. of talent. They're he's collecting 35. a lot of talent from fifteen. Yeah. It's uh that's tough scene. That is tough scene. Danny Amendola. What a collection of just old timers on that team. I can see why you would want out. There are no more gremlins in the phone system. They're not accidentally hanging up on people. So that's a good thing. Cause we welcome in our gambler to the stars, Dapper Dave, Dave Essler. Dave, good morning, my friend. Well, this is Mr. Russell's assistant. Can you please hold for Dave? He's on another line with Comcast, efforting to add the Decade Channel. <laughs> Dave's not here, man. There you go. Hey, David, what's up, dude? How we living? Um, living large, brother. Living large. Playing golf and playing golf and cashing bets. Now, Dave, question for you. I like that. Playing golf and cashing bets. Hell yeah, Dave. What's the temperature in uh, Florida right now for you? Um. I haven't been outside yet. Well, I'm sure it's a little warmer than us. We're 36 degrees. Rowdy was bitching this morning because he had frost on his windshield. Yeah, I would be too. <laughs> hey, Dave, uh, you were uh, texting with Rowdy. It, a little it, bit. It's actually my 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 phone says it's 75. Yeah, mine says 36 here uh, in uh, sunny Wisconsin. Just an FYI. So uh, if you want to come up, <laughs> if you want to come up, Dave, uh, I'll welcome you. I'll just bring something warm. No, I don't play golf in long pants. <laughs> hey, Dave, you had texted Rowdy. Did you text somewhat Wisconsin-related, Rowdy, with the points? Uh, I think I was talking to some, uh, just, oh, that was something just else. a buddy. Uh, Dave, I have to ask you, man. Wisconsin uh, has a does not beat ranked teams, right? And uh, mm-hmm. Purdue just beat Iowa last weekend, and then, I, or then Purdue now is ranked in the country. And Wisconsin's favored by three and a half on the road against a ranked team, their 0-7 against ranked teams, and that offense looked pretty abysmal. Uh, Dave, when you look at Wisconsin and you see that they're favored by 3.5 points, what what does a gambler, a, a smart and an intellectual one like you, do with that line knowing what you know about Wisconsin? Well, a smart gambler would probably take Purdue at home plus 3.5 points, but I'm not that smart. <laughs> It's like I don't know how to like I don't know how to get my arms around this team when they're so bad offensively and they can't beat ranked teams, but yet they're favored on the road. Well, the fact the fact of the matter is about that game. You know, if you just throw out stats and history and all that other crap and just look at the look at the market, it opens it opens Badgers minus two and a half, and you know, yeah, whatever. And it went to three, and then through three, two, three and a half. That takes a fair bit of money to do that, and. There's a lot of teams that there's well a lot there's there's a handful of games this weekend where 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 um, ranked teams are underdogs um, and oftentimes on the road so you know I I kind of look at those as throwing up a yellow flag. Hmm. Uh, Dave, what games are you keeping an eye on in college football, my friend? That uh, maybe you can uh, make us predict. Well, n- none right now because they don't start till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you little stinker, you. <laughs> well, okay, then you get a DeLorean to go to tomorrow. What would you be looking at? Well, I would be looking to fade Rowdy on his his Oklahoma State pick. Uh oh, you know I hate to I hate to do it, but you know Iowa State, and you get I mean you got two teams going in opposite directions, and if I look at Oklahoma State, you know earlier in the year when they beat Missouri State by seven, Tulsa by five, you know I, I kind of thought they were falling off the map, but then they beat Baylor, who I think is better than we thought, and, and they beat Texas last week. So yeah, I'm I don't I don't I don't uh, I'm not shocked that most of the world likes them, but 
you know, Iowa State, they're kind of headed in an opposite direction, but I go back to the, the number eight team oh. ranked. Are they the eighth best team? I doubt it. Um, a touchdown favorite against an unranked team? I mean, that's usually a dead giveaway for me. And I also think it's not a good matchup for Oklahoma State. You know, people you know, people always think of Mike Gundy, and they think of the sort of the air raid attack. You know, they're like Texas Tech or SMU. Uh, but they're not. They actually only throw the ball about a third of the time, which is 130, 123rd in the nation. Um, and, and, and if they're going to run 65% of the time, Iowa State's going to win. Well, Dave, I, I hope you remember when we go to head-to-head, Uh-oh. undefeated, never lost, with a huge sample size of one. Yeah, Rowdy's got you there, Dave. Well, the worst I can do is be on two. That's recoverable. <laughs> That's recoverable. Uh, I love it. Hey, Dave, uh, now use that DeLorean that we just uh, acquired and go to Sunday. What games out of the NFL are, are you liking here? Uh, how's your Patriots doing, by the way? Are they going to make the playoffs? I saw a big conversation with the talking heads yesterday about the Patriots possibly missing the playoffs, and I thought of you when I was at the gym. Well, <laughs> I think of you when I go to the gym, too. <laughs> Dave, I don't know if you go to the gym, do you? Um. So you don't even no. think about me, Esler? Come on, man. No, I, I <laughs> let's, let's just skip that one and get right to the douchebag of the week. Dave, um, I'm not even kidding. I'm doing some curls yesterday in the gym. I'm watching the TV, and they're talking about the Patriots making the uh, playoffs. And as I'm doing my final set, going, hoot, sit, I'm like, Patriots, Dave Esler, my man. I was curling for you, Dave. Yeah, they might miss the playoffs, but you know, I, I, I think they're I think they're going in a better direction. I mean, a couple of those losses they played well. I mean, the, the only one that was really unexplainable was their loss to New Orleans. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, as long as they have a quarterback for the future, well, you know, you're going to go through it when when Rodgers is gone. Dude, so. that Cowboys game was wild. Mac Jones, that, that interception he threw, a stunk obviously. Oh, well, I was so pissed. But then I was so. I was so pissed because I had the under, and all I needed Mac Jones to do was not score yeah. or kick a field goal. And what's you know what's he do? He throws a pick six and then a seventy-five yard touchdown. Dude, that I mean, I'm sorry for you and your under there, Dave. But you know, life's no fun betting on the unders. But you know, you're smarter than I am when it comes to this. Uh, didn't came up snake eyes for your Cowboys Patriots, but that was a hell of a game. Uh, when Mac yeah, Jones when Mac Jones hit that big touchdown pass after throwing the interception, I was like, damn, that dude's got a nice career coming in the NFL. I bet. Yeah, he does. I do like another under in the NFL. The Panthers and the Giants this week. I mean, I, I think a lot has to go wrong to lose that bet. I mean, you've got the twenty sixth and twenty seventh ranked quarterbacks. You've got you know quarterbacks that have thrown for. Combined ten touchdowns and ten interceptions, and I think there's 15 quarterbacks that have thrown for more touchdowns individually than both of those guys. And I think Trevor Lawrence has more touchdowns than than Donald or Daniel Jones. And we don't even have to think about who might or might not be playing for the Giants. I mean, I, the Carolina defense is third in yards per pass, so yeah. the Giants aren't aren't going to score. And uh, I just Panthers' offense is like 26th and third down convergence. They're not going to see a lot of points. Okay, I like that. Um, Dave, let me ask you. So I saw the Packers open up, what were they favorite? Like, was it 10 or 10 and a half? Yeah, I think it was 10. 10, and now it's all the way down to 7 and a half, the Packers over the football team. Do you have uh, any inkling on this game here when it comes <laughs> to the eyes of the, the successful and handsome gambler that you are? No, I, I kind of like the Packers, but you're right. It's a little scary that that line came back down. I mean, Maybe the Packers don't get margin, but, you know, that Washington defense, you know, in the offseason, 
we were thinking it was pretty elite. I mean, it was last year, but maybe that was strictly a fact of last year playing a bunch of non-offensive teams, a bad schedule, because they've been kind of a sieve. And I, the only thing I can think, barring injuries I don't know about, is that the Packers have no real reason to pound the crap out of them. I mean, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't. The, what do you mean? It's the right for Vince Lombardi, dude, because Lombardi went over there after his tenure at the Packers. It's the right for the ghost of Vince Lombardi. Let's go. Well, you know, the other thing is that totals dropped down a little bit. So <laughs> I don't know. I would I would tease the Packers down to under three. Damn. All right. Well, Dave, I know you already spurned uh, coming up to Wisconsin because you don't want to wear pants, but it is going to be a little warmer. 52 degrees Sunday at, at Green Bay. If you want to come up, I'll show you a good time. Just I'm throwing the ball back. Yeah, but that's, that's a high. That's like between maybe 2 and 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Correct. That is the, yeah, that is the high. And it's probably yeah. going to be raining. Uh, and Dave, other than that, <laughs> well, Dave, we have this thing in Wisconsin. It's very warm. It's called an alcohol blanket. Yeah, we have we have those in Florida in January. <laughs> uh, Dave, before I let you go, my friend, and you 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 know you brought it up a little while ago. I have to ask you. We do have this thing called the D bag of the week, where we vote you know every week on who's been the biggest bag of the week. It's it's the the cup overfloweth with bags today. Who would Dave Esser vote for? The University of Tennessee fans for littering the field, throwing stuff at Lane Kiffin? Uh, Jackson Mahomes for dancing on Sean Taylor's retired number? The football team for trying to distract everyone from their email scandal by saying they would use Sean Taylor as a prop to retire his number? Or um, the last one, Ben Simmons for the 76ers? Well, Ben Simmons could be nominated every week, so we'll just throw him out. Okay, he's done. Uh, process of elimination, well, Tennessee fans and every other college football stadium drinks so you know that was just a a product of a situation okay it could have been wisconsin i suppose well there's no Um, they don't serve booze in our stadium though unfortunately oh yeah okay well (laughs) but isn't isn't that crazy right (laughs) i guess so i guess nobody drinks before the game either no we're all stone cold sober yeah okay um (laughs) this is me you're talking to and uh not not callers you know you can hang up on me too i suppose no, I fixed the I fixed the gremlins. We're good. Like I got you. I got you. Thank you for that. Yeah, Comcast. So I guess you know. I, I was thinking like it's probably should be Patrick Mahomes because I, I guess that's a little more egregious. But no, Jackson. I had brother. I had to go. I had to go with the, with the Washington football team because if the Washington football team doesn't do that, then the Mahomes thing doesn't happen. That's Dave. You are a very smart man, aren't you? Well, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's I a good process. Did I, do, I, do, I, do I make money for that? Uh, no, you just went over hearts and minds oh, here over in Wisconsin. Yeah, well, I get, I get to stay in Florida over the weekend. Thank you for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave, uh, enjoy the golf with wearing shorts. I need a hole-in-one out of you one of these days, okay? Um, no, I wouldn't tell you if I did. Dave, you would... Dave, you would boast and brag about it nonstop. You'd be so... No, because you would just raise the expectations. <laughs> yeah, do it again, do it again. Exactly. Dave, have a good weekend. Happy gambling, my friend. Always a pleasure. And I'll get you up in this uh, snowy snowy Wisconsin one of these times, all right? You got it, buddy. I see you, buddy. Actually, I, I wouldn't mind going down to Florida to see Dave. I like wearing shorts. Thanks to Dave Esler. And it's a little warmer. Yeah. What did he say, 76, he said? 
Rowdy, Rowdy came he's like, I had frost in my window this morning. No, it, it was legit ice. It was frozen. Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. All right, so football team, we'll talk that coming up here. Packers, yada, yada, yada. Whitney Merciless on the practice field yesterday. I hope he gets to play. It'd be cool. The guy, the guy's a beast, you know, second all-time in sacks for the Houston Texans. Well, I think he's also a versatile piece. Like, he's a guy that can play a little outside linebacker, and he can play defensive end with his hand on the ground. Obviously, being Packer fans, we know that outside linebacker pretty beat up right now. Zadarius yeah. Smith been out the entire season so far with a back injury. Preston Smith now dinged up. We know that in the past that uh, Rashawn Gary has had some uh, issues. Man, he's shown flashes, though, hasn't he, Rowdy? I mean, they they are beat up at outside linebacker. And then defensive end, I feel like even when you're healthy, people are talking about how you're beat up there yeah. just because there's not a ton of talent. I think that this this is a signing kind of like the Jalen Smith signing where you go out, you do it, you bring in a guy that has had some good years in the NFL that is a veteran, and worst-case scenario, he's a Quentin Dunbar and he's cut in a week and a half. I mean, the good news is it's not a street free agent. Exactly. Yeah, he's s- a guy that's played significant snaps in his life. I saw a hilarious uh, back-and-forth on Twitter yesterday. I won't name the radio host who's on after us, but it was going on after – uh, one listener was saying, well, he's a defensive end. And then the other guy in this conversation was like, well, he's listed as a linebacker. And the two people were just having this giant pissing match on Twitter about if he was actually a defensive end or a linebacker. Rowdy, you said it perfectly. The man's versatile, right? He can do both. I mean, he's done both. So it's like, <laughs> Twitter is hilarious. Like, let's calm. He's on the Packers. He's probably going to be a good addition. Let's just enjoy it. Now, this is this is probably the same type of people that would agree that uh, Rashawn Gary is a 3-4 outside linebacker. <laughs> Though at Michigan, he was a 4-3 defensive end. Hey, Rowdy, how many times have you heard this year? Uh, Rashawn Gary showing a lot. Rashawn Gary showing a lot of flashes, but he just can't quite string it together. Rashawn Gary throwing a lot of flashes. Well, we've been having this conversation because. I know a lot of people know my thoughts on the Rashawn Gary pick. We Tell talked the people, about what it a little are they bit. Again, Rowdy? Hated it. Absolutely hated <laughs> it at 12. I didn't also not like it. I'm like, what are you doing? Drafting, uh, trading up to get a project? Yeah. At number 12, when there was a lot of holes that you needed to fill, you and you just threw a ton of money at the Smith brothers that played the same exact position. And if you were really going to go for an outside linebacker, I preferred... Obviously, uh, it was probably to keep the GM happy because he was good with his receivers and his own position. Yeah, the receiving <laughs> core that was awful. <laughs> I mean, if you were really going to go to that, I preferred Brian Burns over Rashawn Gary. That has proven to be correct so far if you look at production. Yeah, but there was a lot of different positions you could have went instead of a, a position you just threw millions and millions of dollars at the Smith brothers. Well, regardless. The thing that uh, we've been talking about is that everyone continues to talk about Rashawn Gary and his pressures and how it doesn't show up in the stat book, but he's getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback and that's helping a lot. Yeah, I get that to a point, but RJ, 
is it not true that the best players in the NFL that get recognized for Pro Bowls and All Pros year in and year out are the ones that actually achieve real statistics in the <laughs> scorebook, in yes. the box score? You mean not the yes. guys that like, are on the beach like, against the air? It's, it's not like uh, MLB's All-Stars where they're voted by the fans. Like, I'm not trying to rip on Rashawn Gary. I guess I'm more or less ripping on the people that are Boasting Rashawn Gary. Well, Rashawn Gary stands. Or if people just decide to sit out of the Pro Bowl, then it's like, well, oh, and mm. this guy's a Pro okay, Bowl. Yeah. Would you ever talk about Aaron Donald having a good season if he had a bunch of pressures and no sacks? No. Like, no. Aaron like, Donald is, is one of the best defensive linemen in the league because he gets sacks, because he gets tackles but man, for do you loss. see all those pressures well, he's like, got? It's like we wouldn't be talking about uh, Vita Vea if he wasn't, if all he was was a guy who ate up a double team, we wouldn't be talking about but he's more than that. And that's exactly why they're some of the best players in the league at their position, and they're not but Rowdy, he's Rashawn just, Gary, he's just unlucky. who flashes at times. He's just unlucky. Like, I, I told Ebo this like two, three weeks in a row. I like roll my eyes because I'm like, yeah, another six pressures. How come he never finds a way to get a sack? It's just because it's unlucky, man. It's just, he's just unlucky. You can't, have, you can't be unlucky all year. Yeah. Eventually, you got to be like, yo, dude, we I have mean, to do can. a 12. It's time. It's just not his year, man. But all those pressures, man. And I'm not going to – I am I guess, like I said, I'm crapping on the Rashawn Gary stands, not Rashawn Gary, because I didn't expect that much from him. Yeah. It was a guy that didn't do well, especially in, I guess you would say, football knowledge, learning the playbook type stuff. And then you asked him to change positions, being a 4-3 defensive end and now a 3-4 outside linebacker. It was going to take years to make that click. Yeah. And you've seen it click once in a while, but I, to me, Rashawn Gary is still his exact draft profile. A guy with totally. a lot of talent, a, a lot of um, natural ability, but it's he's just hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, let's see here. A guy lit Bucky says it's literally the same thing he was known as. In college mm-hmm. for Michigan. So RJ and the research department just got together. And we're... De- How do we get in this conversation about Rashawn Gary? Uh, we got Whitney Merciless coming in. Always a D-end or a linebacker. And then we were talking about how... We're talking you know, about our off-air conversations. Yeah. And then RJ, you did... Uh, and the research department got together. Uh, you know, Wisconsin football. And Rashawn Gary, obviously, with Michigan. What ha- what was Sean, what Sean Gary do at his time against the Badgers? In his time at Michigan, three games, uh, he wrote... Recorded four tackles in how many games? Two solo and a half of a TFL. Man, now do Chase Winovich. <laughs> oh man! Well, well in, in, research or Devin in, in one game alone that I'm looking at for Chase Winovich, he had four tackles, three solo. And oh, there you go. You could also go and say Devin Bush as well. Now he plays linebacker, but Winovich and Gary uh, in that Michigan four three played. Outside. De- Devin Bush in the two games I'm looking at. He had a ton. Uh, nine <laughs> nine ton. tackles, two solo, uh, one and a half TFLs, one sack. But like in that 4 3 s- scheme, mm-hmm. Winovich and Gary played the same position. Right. And Winovich was what, like a third or fourth round pick for the Patriots? Yeah, and technically in his third game, so in two in his third game, I don't think Gary played at all because uh, he doesn't show up on any stat line I'm looking at at multiple <laughs> uh, different box scores. Well, the thing with lo- him is locations. it's the same exact thing for the Green Bay Packers with uh, Tyler Lancaster. Mm-hmm. 
He was the big guy on Northwestern. Same with screw it. Same with Dean Lowry. They were the two big yeah. men on the Northwestern defensive line. But just like Rashawn Gary, when the Wisconsin Badgers played those three guys, you never feared for that. Who who's the guy. guy from the Chargers who played for Northwestern? The D lineman. That got busted for doing steroids and then his production fell off. It's completely. not Ingram, is it? No. Um, any, um, but anyways, those three guys, when they played against the Badgers, you were never scared of them. Wisconsin always, for the most part, had a good offensive line, but you were never worried about them. You were worried about the Devin Bushes of the world. You were worried about the Chase Winoviches of the world. At Northwestern, you were more worried about their linebackers. Yeah. But yet they come to the NFL, and some people hype up the Rashawn Garys of the world. Other people are like, well, Dean Lowry's decent. I guess mm-hmm. Brian Gutekunst thought he was decent enough to give him a, a big-time contract, the worst contract he's ever handed out. What was it? Um, three years for like $18 million or whatever it was? Yeah. Something close to that. Yeah. They never scared you when you, they were on the college team. Why would anyone be scared of them at the pro ranks? Yeah. It, it's like some of yeah. I, <laughs> All right, boys. Um, like normally, at least people in college. Well, that was when one, they scare you, they fall off in the NFL because they kind of get weeded out. You don't kind of really go the other way. Yeah, that was one of those when he got drafted, and I'm like, I don't even remember this guy. Like, how did he shoot up draft boards so high? Especially when your junior year that you left, you played in nine games. Well, and remember when we majority of people were criticizing the pick and Luis won? Castillo. One guy loved the pick, and he was like, I was, I was seeing him on draft boards as high as six. Never I existed. Never. We looked it all up, Rowdy. I couldn't find one where he was higher than 25. It never yeah. existed. It didn't. Yet number 12 Sorry, off I didn't mean the board. It's okay. But yes, we we got into a Rashawn Gary bitching fest today. <laughs> how did... Usually, hey, you know, usually on Fridays, I'm like, how did we get to this point in the show? How did we devolve into well, this? Well, okay. That's why I love this program. Since it's now a bitch fest, I'm going to keep going in. Yeah, keep we're, pitching. We're going. Keep so pitching. Keep going. Everyone thought you know, that music Rashawn Gary really flashed last year as a guy that was a rotational third outside linebacker behind the two Smith brothers. Is this Mount Rowdy starting to bubble? And I think now he's Could finally getting there. a shot, right? Yes. and he's Like, Zadarius Smith is out. Preston Smith is banged up. And actually playing decent this year, which is a breath of fresh air. But this was his time to be a main starter. And all you hear until is Darius Smith comes back from a back injury. Fingers crossed if he comes back. All you continue to hear is, well, he had like one nice play where he was a beast. Mm-hmm. And then he's got some pressures. And that's it. And we, we've been looking for uh, the Green Bay Packers defense to get more pressure on the quarterback. Which, at times, they've really struggled with. He is the guy... You are supposed to be the guy. Time the for you to man. step up and play. You, you've been here for a while now. And yeah. you're just not seeing it. Everyone's getting inspired today. We started the week pissing off Bears fans. We're ending the week pissing off Washington football team fans. That's how it's done, Rowdy. And now, I don't know if there's any Purdue Boilermaker fans out there listening. Uh, I don't know if we'll be pissing them off. Some Badger fans probably raising an eyebrow. But right now, a guy that... I. Uh, just love more than life itself. Our sports director, Zach Halperin. Zach, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing today, my friend? Fantastic. Zach, um, real quick before we get to the Badgers, what what do you think happened Sunday for the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, that offense, uh, and the defense batting a little injury, but with the football team coming to the town, Packers favored by 7.5. Uh, what do you see happening in this game uh, at Lambeau? Hmm, that's a good question. Hmm, I, I, thank you. 
Yeah, no, you're, you're fantastic. I think all, like the entire <laughs> focus has not been on Washington at all this week, hasn't it? Like it's all it's been on everybody other than Washington. Like it's Aaron Rodgers, what he said, it's David Bakhtiari returning, it's the injuries on defense, it's Whitney Merciless, it's all that. So I don't know. It kind of feels like everyone's like looking ahead to, to next week, but um, I think uh, I think the Packers win, but I don't think it's a the blowout that I think a lot of people are expecting. Really, um, the, you're not saying trap game though, are you? No, no. There's no such thing as a trap game. Oh, okay. Pat, players, players take everybody the exact same, according to Aaron Rodgers. No, oh, okay, yeah, I'm sure I believe. And that. he doesn't lie. I've never Nothing heard. Easy. I've never heard Aaron Rodgers scream at uh, an opposing fan base that he owns them. Besides the Chicago Bears, so doesn't take yes. all, all teams are even playing field then for Rodgers and the Packers. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I assume he's probably going to think he owns. The, I, I think he owns everybody. Yeah. I think he thinks he owns everybody. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Rodgers, Rodgers mm. is pretty badass. I like Rodgers. This, this version yeah. of Rodgers is awesome. His piss. I know you. I know you love Aaron Rodgers. His comments exactly the other day why, at the Pat McAfee exactly, show. Yeah, exactly. I he, know exactly why you love him. He owned the woke mob, dude. It was oh, awesome. There it is. He there owned them. He owned them. He owns the Bears fans I, and the woke mob. I totally thought I was thinking of you exactly when he said that. I was like, I love you know it. Who's loving this right now? Evo. I love it. Evo is loving this. Yeah. Rodgers unleashed this season. It's fantastic. Mm. All right, Zach. Mm. Um, I don't know if we're going to see Graham Mertz unleashed coming up here. Uh, mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's perfect. Zach, what are we going to see happening here? Um, well, first, is Logan Bruss going to be playing for Wisconsin? He is. Yeah, he's, uh, it, it sounds like he's going to be ready. Uh, I, think, I shouldn't say that. Uh, Paul Chris said they're certainly hopeful uh, that he's going to be ready. But uh, we'll see. I mean, Tanner Borrelini at right tackle has played pretty well the last couple of weeks, but I think the competition steps up significantly uh, on Saturday. And so is, is Isaac Garendo, he's done for the year, right? Like he's like done, done? He is. Man, that's that's a bummer. But Braylon Allen, like storming up, mm. like that's like. Can you speak on is Braylon Allen going to be the next like great Wisconsin running back here? The dude's only seventeen and he's squatting like every weight in the room. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be the next great running back, but he's certainly off to a really really good start. Uh, I think I, I tweeted this out earlier, but he's he Wisconsin's owned the series with Purdue. He was not born the last time they beat Wisconsin. Wow, he's seven. He's seventeen. He was born. Four months after the last time Purdue beat Wisconsin in 2003, so yes, uh, I think he, you know, he's gonna. I think he deserves more carries. I don't know about anybody else. I think he deserves more carries than than what he got. Didn't what, touch the ball. Was in the it third 17, the other night. 17 carries? He, was it 16 or 17 yeah. last week? I, I was. Uh, it was one or two above uh, Jalen Berger, who used to be a Badger. Uh, one or two, yes. <laughs> uh, he, but they, I mean, they, they're time sharing with him and Ches Malusi. I think Braylon Allen probably, based on what we've seen the last two weeks, deserves a few more touches than what he's what he got uh, against Army. But we'll see. I, what they're going to want to do tomorrow is, is certainly hold on to the ball and uh, slow the game down and, and make it into a, a fist fight, just like they do all the time. Because uh, to be fair, I think Purdue's going to have some opportunities to hit some big plays um, in the pass game, yeah. and so Wisconsin run the ball and. Then, as you mentioned before, Graham Mertz unleashed. I mean, not even Graham Mertz unleashed. Just Graham Mertz don't make killer mistakes and make one or two throws. I think that is what you're looking for from Graham Mertz tomorrow, which is just insane compared to where we were uh, at this time last year. Um, it's very this time last year. This time last year, it was Friday before, the, or it was um, the day before the opener against Illinois, and you were kind of wondering what was going to happen. A, a couple days later, you thought Graham Mertz was the second coming, and right now. Um, all you would hope for is to 
you know, for him not to throw an interception on the second on second down. Yeah, the second coming of what I don't know anymore. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Zach Halpern, our sports director, joining us right now. So a lot of people, you know, you know, Twitter's a pretty wild place, right? The, the the internet, the World Wide Web, when you're surfing it, it gets pretty nuts sometimes, especially on the the Twitter sphere. But I've seen a lot of people thinking like I have more a better comfortable vibe of the Badgers beating Iowa than I do of them beating Purdue. Zach, mm. Purdue now ranked. Badgers don't beat ranked teams where they 0-7 in this. Um, is it really just slow the clock down and run the ball and have Purdue kind of limited on all, like a p- passing attack? Like what I, is, it, is that simple? I, I think it's worthwhile to note that the Purdue that played against Iowa last week was not the Purdue that we've seen all year. Uh, you know, Wisconsin's defense hasn't turned the ball over, uh, hasn't forced turnovers very much. They, they have uh, like four on the year. Purdue was worse than them before last week. And all of a sudden they, they forced four turnovers. They, they pick up Spencer Features four times. Like, is that, the real, is that the real Purdue defense? I mean, they're a good defense. Don't get me wrong. They're, George Karloftis is going to be all, all the offensive line can handle for, uh, you know, Wisconsin offensive line can handle. But is that the real Purdue defense that's going to force turnovers and, and, and be a pest? I don't know. That offense – Averaging 16 points a game in, in uh, Big Ten play, are they going to come out and, and light up Wisconsin's defense? I, I I don't know that. So like I, I think I would give Wisconsin a much better chance to win this game than the next week because you're going to have an Iowa team that's coming off a bye that's had to stew over what happened mm. last week against Purdue, and I think there's going to be a lot of uh, there's going to be a lot of Iowa Hawkeye fans in the stands. I think there's going to be a lot of pissed off Hawkeye players on the field. So I, I would give them a better chance to win this one. Uh, just because they dominated Purdue for you know uh, almost uh, two decades, but we'll see. I don't I don't know where anybody's getting the confidence from that they're going to beat Iowa just because Iowa lost last week. Uh, that was that was one game, and if you're going to give if you're going to be so scared about um, Purdue, I I uh, I would suggest being really scared about Iowa too. And just to reiterate, because it was an incredible stat, and I know you're proud of the, some of these stats that you pull up. Mm-hmm. When was the last time Purdue beat Wisconsin? Wow, I'm starting, mm. I'm starting to feel old, dude. If the, you know, what were you doing in 2003? I was a sophomore in high school, probably skateboarding and uh, listening to new metal. What was Nelly doing? I would have been in third grade, <laughs> <laughs> and I was probably partying in a field somewhere, getting drunk responsibly. Oh, even during soccer season? No comment. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! That was a bad. That's maybe that. Yeah, well, hey, maybe that helped you guys. You guys won state, right? Uh, no, um, re- regionals. Hey, oh, okay. okay. Kyle Prince, why do you think? Sectionals. Why do you think Ebo thought he was really good at bending the soccer ball? <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> that was the height of Beckham, dude. It yeah, turns yeah. out there was no bend to it. That was just how it looked. Yeah, Zach. So you guys, you guys, you guys won regionals, but it was wasn't it something where you like? I, we uh, our, our soccer program had never. Yeah, yeah. On Alaska, got too many yellow cards. So okay. they had to forfeit, and then they put us into the regional finals against Reedsburg, who had kicked our asses earlier that year, five to nothing, and then we won three to one, and then got our asses handed to us by. Ooh, you know exactly who. No, I can't. I just remember Eldon some dude in the face. What was his name? <laughs> then we lost in the sectionals. Uh, Zach, before I let you go, something else that's even much better than my illustrious soccer career would be your podcast. The camp is out, yes, but the swing is back, dude. Mm. Wisconsin basketball. Yes. Wisconsin basketball is almost back. Uh, they're, I think it was, what, 18 days away from the opener wow. against uh, St. Francis, Brooklyn. I'm sure everyone's going to be very excited about that one. But, yeah, the swing is back. Myself and Jesse Temple 
from the athletic talking Wisconsin basketball. We caught up with the uh, new assistant, uh, Shreve Chambliss. He took over Orlando Tucker's spot. I don't know why Orlando's not here anymore. Yeah. What but, happened to uh, him? Where's he at? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> so he, t- he took over his spot. We talked with him about, uh, the team and everything like that. And, and whether, you know, the, that tape and the, un- the un- is, is it true that Orlando that- Tucker's not working for the NSA? I, I don't, I can't, I can't give you, I can't confirm nor deny that. Okay, because they, 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 they record things stuff, and, right? Don't they? The NSA. They do, but also Amazon as well. Uh, yeah, yeah your, I know, that's your, why I always un, that's why I always unplug my Amazon Alexa. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so we caught up with him, talked to him, and asked him, like, you know, <laughs> on the recruiting trail, like, does he have to talk about that? Does he have to smooth things over? So, yeah, give that a listen. We'll be uh, first episode was kind of a season preview episode. Uh, we'll be back once <clears throat> once the season gets going and uh, do that. Uh, Every what's, week, but what, can you give me a taste? Like, what's the preview of the season? Pain or glory? <laughs> Someone asked us uh, if they're going to win ten games or not. Oh I my god! Ten, what? <laughs> I think they are, but uh, yeah, it's it's one of those one of those seasons. A lot of lot of growing pains. I think is what we're going to see. But nah, they're going to surprise everybody. Make a believe. Brad Davison's going to take like ten charges a game. It's going to be the difference of why they win them all. Make them believe. Make them believe, Zach. Are we uh, no. Bu- I mean, this isn't a belief. This is just, this is true. Greatest gift to Wisconsin sports. Our sports director, Zach Halperin. We love you, Zach. All right, guys. Thank you. See you, but tell Daner we said hi, too. Daner. 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 Who's a good puppy? See you, Zach. Bye. <laughs> Someone asked if they're going to win 10 games for Badger basketball. Come on, man. If they win 10 games or less this season... I will give a preview to the Razor's Edge. We will be betting against Wisconsin basketball quite a bit. <laughs> and speaking of this guy, our gambler of the stars, Raphael. What's up, Raph? What's going on, Ebo? I want to apologize first to you. I want you to know I was not cheating on you when I was on the Bill Michael show. I just want to let you know I wanted to. Uh, just, oh, I was well, not Raph, cheating. I don't know if you know this or not, but we—I mean—we're the home base of the Bill Michael show. Like this, this, this is where it all emanates from. So you're good, my friend. If anything, well, we're not—we're just—you're just Eskimo brothers now. I just wanted to make sure. I'm like uh, when I said I agreed to do the, his show and stuff like that. I'm like I gotta let Ebo. I'm not letting him know I'm not cheating on him. Uh, Raphael, you're all good, dude. The only person I care about doing that is my wife, and she would never. So we're all good, homie. All right. That, that's good to know then. That's oh, Raph, where are you calling from? Uh, Vegas or New Orleans? Uh, New Orleans, and I leave. I'll be in Vegas next week. Look at you, man. Uh, how's everything? Is everything like better down there now? In New Orleans? Uh, if, if you can get insurance people to uh, come and... Oh, uh, God. Insur- so. well, and that's the biggest scam in the world, insurance, dude. Uh, yeah. Raph, okay, my friend, Raphael. When it comes to Wisconsin football, they don't beat ranked teams, right? They're like, is it 0-7, 0-8, whatever it is against ranked yeah. teams? Purdue, after beating Iowa last Saturday, uh, then now went up in the rankings. So they're ranked. They're 25th. Wisconsin is a three and a half point. I just saw favorite in West Lafayette. What do you see happening? Because Wisconsin, my friend, not good. No, I mean, but I don't think Purdue is is as good as, as that win last week. I didn't think Iowa should have won that game against Penn State. Penn State lost their quarterback, so I, I see all the uh, the makings of a Wisconsin road W. Just because I think I think if they can control the line of scrimmage and be able to run the ball. Uh, I think they win this game. Now, do I want to take the three and a half? No, because I hate that half a point that Eva won on there, so I'd probably just sit back and pass. But uh, when there's a game that's a total, it's almost the same size as your waistline. Uh, <laughs> you, there's other games that you, that you want to maybe watch that would probably be better uh, activity for that one. But 
I think Wisconsin pulls out a W. I think they win by a field goal, but uh, that half a point, I would highly advise okay. not to take the three and a half. Uh, we had a um, another hint. Well, Raphael, you were apologizing. You want to be cheating on me. I don't want to be cheating on you. There's we had another gambler on earlier today, Dave Essler. Uh, and Rowdy, what was the bet you and Dave disagreed on? I want to see Raphael split the difference. Here. Oklahoma State, Iowa State. And what was the line? Seven. Seven. Raph, um, so Rowdy, you went with? I went with Oklahoma State. And Dave went with Iowa State. What would Raphael go with? I was leaning towards Iowa State at first, but I just think it's going to be a really hard-fought game. And this, I mean, there's so much to play for. I mean, this would be a big game for Iowa State to steal. Uh, this when they beat an undefeated team to boost their ranking because they only really have a bad loss against Iowa that doesn't now look good for Iowa losing to Purdue. So they need to get those big wins. I was leaning towards the Cyclones. I think it's just going to be a fantasy. It's going to be an under game. I think defense will be the key in this one, but would not shock me if the Cowboys. I've been uh, I've been blown away. I've been wrong with them all season long, so I'll probably continue to be wrong. I think OK State probably win by 100. Okay. Uh, Raph, any, is there any other college football games that you're kind of looking at? Anything you want to give us uh, you know, a little inkling on? Uh, Oregon-UCLA should be very interesting at 2.30. I mean, it'd be a big game for – this is a big game for Oregon and for the Pac-12 because if Oregon can steal this road game at UCLA, they would have two really big road wins at the shoe and at UCLA. So that'd be big for them to maybe uh, can try to get that uh, final four spots in the playoffs. I, I think that game has a lot uh, on the line. But everything else in college football is, is really stagnant. I'm kind of intrigued about LSU-Mississippi with Ed O going now. I mean, the team has nothing yeah, yeah. to go, play go for Go Tigers, right go Tigers, Raphael, yeah. go so, Tigers. That game's kind of interesting. I think I want to see how bad Alabama puts up uh, points against Tennessee <laughs> as well. Uh, Raph, let's turn our attention then to the professional ranks. So the line opened, I saw, what, 10 and a half, 10 points for the Packers over the football team, and money's starting to come in on Washington because now I see it's seven and a half. What the hell is going on with that, Raphael? Hmm. What are you thinking? Yeah, I keep on betting the WTF because I like Green Bay in this one. I, I really like the under. I played it at 50. Now it's at 48. Let's face it, Washington's offense is horrible, and their defense is playing a little bit better. So I think it's going to be an under-type game. I think Green Bay wins. But if you're telling me I can maybe get seven by kickoff since the money continues to come in at WTF, I'm going to wait to see if I can get the Packers at seven. Uh, they win this game, but I think the under is the best bet. Cool. Uh, any other professional games or NFL games draft that you're looking at? Like, yeah, okay, I can see you making some money on this. There's so many double-digit favorites, but I can't believe we're going to say this on your show. Monday night, maybe take Geno Smith plus the five against uh-huh. the Saints because the Saints are really – their offense is, is really stagnant as well. I mean, their defense is really good, but the Seattle almost beat Pittsburgh. Just a bad play on overtime. Geno did not play that bad against the Steelers' D, so I'll take the plus five. Uh, the Saints have not proved me anything with famous Jameis as a five-point road favorite. All right, Raph, I love it. And finally, I'm looking here um, in my email inbox. <laughs> I love your bizarre, wacky entertainment prop bets. I did not realize that this person had never been married before, uh, but I guess Courtney Kardashian, her first marriage uh, – if you were to go back to like 1999 and tell me that Travis Barker, the drummer of Blink-182, would eventually be with the Kardashians, I guess I wouldn't have known who the Kardashians were at the time, but eventually be like, uh-huh. Courtney and Travis Barker, wedding props. You made these. First yeah, of all, yeah, how did you not shoot yourself in the head while making uh, this? It was, it was pretty rough trying to find out Courtney's, uh, going through her Instagram to try to find her maid of honor. <laughs> Uh, was uh, was uh, wanted to hang myself, but I'm actually shocked that she's dating and gonna be married a guy that doesn't play a sport. So I mean, I think he's the only because she's the only Kardashian that has not dated a uh, sport. I mean, as a drummer, 
all the other Kardashians date basketball players, NBA players, football players. So uh, I'm actually a little bit shocked at that one. But, yeah, I'm going to put up who, who's Kim Kardashian's date going to be uh, at, at the wedding. So that one should Do you be have one of Kanye's going to be there? Uh, I, that's going to be added on. To, uh, I'm going to put up a whole bunch of Kim uh, profits for the for the wedding. So that's on there as well. So I have a Will Kanye sing at the wedding too, yes or no. <laughs> Will Scott Disick get an invite? Yeah, Scotty, Scotty D's got to be there, right? Yeah, he's uh, no minus $2, uh, but he probably will get an invite just because there's kids involved, and you always want to send an invite, but you pretty much know not to show up. So he'll probably get an invite, but uh, I don't think he shows. <laughs> I, I'm going to go out on a limb and says he does show up with his, like, 19-year-old whatever. Is he with someone now? I don't, yeah, know, I don't know, but that's... But that's a good prep. It will he de- bring someone eight uh, between eighteen and twenty one as his date? I think I'll put his age, uh, the age of his date, uh, prep it. Uh, Raph, I know this. Like, I mean, this brings in money, and you know, it's it's your job, and and it's a money maker. But every time I personally see anything Kardashian, and now with the Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly stuff like thrown in my face all the time, every time I see this now. I've never thought this way about my life ever, but I kind of sometimes wish want a frontal lob- lobotomy. So I don't ever have to like experience it again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, parts of my soul die a little bit when I have to do a Kardashian. Like I uh, just process. want someone to take a needle and stick it all the way up in my nose and pull that little part of your brain out that makes you able to like comprehend things. I just I just don't want to comprehend life anymore when I see Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, I don't mind those. I hate doing the Bachelorette. I mean, I'm doing those right now, even though I know who what happens. So trying to do proper, I don't know how you, know you do it, dude. I don't know how you do that <laughs> stuff without like wanting to the sweet release of death. Yeah, it's uh, it's a uh, uh, right now. It's a lot of coffee. They and, must pay you good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, where I got Rolls, that's where I got Rolls Royces in my garage. Yes, yeah, uh, Beamer, Benz, and Bentley. You got them all. Raph, we love you, brother. Have a great weekend. Happy gambling. And uh, keep keeping on with those Kanye West, Kim Kardashian, you name it, prop bets, my friend. Take it easy. Have a fantastic weekend. See you, brother. Ooh, that relationship might be on the rocks. This Kanye? was an article from, no, the, the Scott Disick one with uh, oh, the, the, three days ago. Looks like they might be done with his uh, 20-year-old girlfriend. Well, how old is, how old is he? <laughs> Probably at, at least, least twice four, that. Like 40-something? I don't know. It's a world I never want to be a part of. Here's some Kanye. Kanye wanted out, Rowdy. He got out. I wish it wasn't edited.